Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson. Once an athlete, always an athlete. Once an Athlete's mission is to provide resources and support for current and former athletes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. In this podcast with Brian, we will be talking about his approach to coaching baseball at Pacific University, using a growth mindset and giving his athletes the tools to be successful on and off the field. So I have Brian Billings here. He is the head coach of Pacific University baseball team. Um, He's been married to his wife for 20 years this August and has an 11-year-old son. His son is interested in athletics, especially baseball and snowboarding. Uh, Brian has been at Pacific for eight years. They were back-to-back Northwest Conference champions. Last year, uh, Brian was the West Coast Region uh, West Region Coach of the Year Sorry, um, on D3Baseball.com and the Northwest Conference Coach of the Year. Um, before Pacific, he was the head coach for Puget Sound for 12 years, being a head coach in the Northwest Conference for 20 years now. Before that, he played in the conference, and he's living in Beaverton, spends all of his, he spends all of his free time with his family. So thank you for being on this podcast. Hey, Emily, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So um, let's just jump right into it. So how do, your, how do your athletes handle the transition from high school to college? Um, good question. So I think, um, you know, student athletes at Pacific and, and student athletes that have played for me in the past, um, you know, I think what we try to do is, is when they finish up their four years at Pacific, we want them, we don't want them to be saying, well, what next, you know, we want them to have a plan. So we definitely encourage our student athletes to get involved, um, during their four years at Pacific and not just in, uh, their sport, uh, but in other other things, clubs, um, different organizations on campus, um, you know, different social groups, different, um, you know, clubs associated with their major or other interests that they may have so that they are uh, prepared, I think, after college to transition into the professional uh, professional world. So, you know, it's there's no, there's no secret to it. Um, it's a lot of hard work, but I think our guys, um, you know, are, are prepared for, you know, the next, their next chapter in life after, after their experience at Pacific. Yeah. So how do your freshmen from high school to, to college, how is it with their freshman year figuring out what, what degree to choose and things like Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it just comes down to time management. You know, I think, um, when you, when you come to college, um, you know, you, you got a lot of different things pulling you in a lot of different directions. You know, you got the, the academics, you got baseball, um, or your commitment to your sport, uh, and then the social, social experience, as well as whatever other extracurricular things that you're involved in. So, um, but what, what we tell our student athletes is, you know, in spite of everything that you have going on, um, baseball, academics, social life, it's still the most free time you're ever going to have in your life, (laughs) you know? So is we try to not overload them. Um, You know, I was a division three student athlete myself and most of our coaches were as well. So I I think um, we understand the grind, the academic grind of a, of a highly selective division three private school. Um, And so we try to be really efficient. Um, with their time and make sure that we're not um, 
overloading them, I guess, and um, which allows them to have success academically as well as, you know, on the athletic field. So um, you you told me before that when a kid reaches graduation day and they're wondering what what next, you know, you didn't do your job. So you you know what uh, what it's that it's up to the athlete to have the plan in place and, but you're just steering them in the right direction. So how do you make sure you give your athletes the right tools to be prepared for when, when the lights go out for baseball? Great question. I, well, I think that one of the best things about athletics is that, um, you know, I think people say that um, athletics builds character. I think athletics reveals character. And so we, we really try to recruit kids uh, that are wired a certain way. Um, we want kids that have a growth mindset, um, that have a low, low ego, high performance work ethic, um, you know, that really, really grind. You know, we want kids that put in the work and um, are going to do whatever they can to be the best version of themselves. Um, and that's going to translate for us. Um, you know, in, in performance on the field um, and hopefully ultimately wins for the, for the team. Uh, but it also creates a good culture and a good environment for all the, all the coaches and student athletes involved. So, um, so I think first and foremost, we, we try to recruit kids that fit that profile. Uh, and then, you know, one thing, and then when they get, the, when they get to Pacific, uh, we just try to promote a growth mindset and, try to get our guys to um, try to take the approach that when they show up at the field, that they're just trying to get 1% better that day. Um, and if, you know, you start stacking those days on top of each other um, over the course of, you know, four years, the idea would be that, that our student athletes improve exponentially over that time. And um, I think that growth mindset um, bleeds into the academic experience for them. Um, you know, and, and I think, uh, you know, evidence of that would be that, you know, our team GPA is a three, four, you know, um, when I got here to, to Pacific, it was a two, four. So, you know, our, our team GPA has really improved. Um, and even though that's not necessarily, uh, uh, a guarantee of success after college, um, I think it definitely sets them up for, uh, more opportunity and it doesn't close any doors for them, um, you know, for, for their next, uh, next chapter after college. So um, I think that's the biggest thing is trying to create a, a culture that um, promotes process, uh, things like growth mindset, work ethic, integrity. Um, that's the, I think that's kind of my job, you know, is to create that positive experience for our student athletes and, hopefully that uh, uh, bleeds over into the academic piece. And then, uh, you know, hopefully they develop some life skills that will help them, uh, you know, after college. Yeah. Like every day they're putting in that work to figure out what's next um, because graduation day is not the day to figure out what next. Uh, it's the process mm -hmm. of the whole time that you're in um, your schooling and your support. Um, and that's, um, really awesome. The GPA 3.4, that's huge. Um, that says that your priorities are telling your athletes to get their school right, because that's super important. Um, mm -hmm. And you've talked a lot about pushing the growth, the growth mindset, which is 
amazing. I love that. Um, so how does that apply to sports and in life? Um, great question. Well, I, I think um, the growth mindset is a concept that was introduced to me, um, gosh, probably like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago um, by a legendary women's soccer coach, Randy Hansen from University of Puget Sound. I think Randy won like 13 straight conference championships. And uh, I was kind of in a rut uh, personally and professionally and kind of turned to him for some guidance. And uh, he recommended that I read the book um, Mindset by uh, Carol Dweck, uh, who Carol is a, a Carol Dweck is a sports psych- or is a psychologist um, professor at uh, at Stanford University, and and she discovered these two kind of conflicting mindsets. There's the growth mindset and and the fixed mindset, um, and I've really tried to adopt a growth mindset in all aspects of my life, um, and it's really helped me um, professionally and and just within my personal life, my relationship with my wife and my son and my friends and family, um, as well as professionally. And then, you know, I've tried to carry that into uh, parenting and, and coaching. Um, and ha- I've had a lot of success with it. I think when you uh, promote that sort of mindset, um, you know, the kids, the, your student athletes, and in my case, my son, um, you know, learns how to handle adversity, um, learns how to work through disappointment and, and just keeps their head down and keeps working hard, you know, and, and, um, and as well for me personally, it's been a game changer just in, in terms of, you know, how I view my role, uh, in, in these student athletes lives. Um, so yeah, essentially what it comes down to is, um, trying to look through a lens, uh, you know, of, you know, everything is not fixed, you know, all my traits as, uh, my intelligence and my talent is not a fixed trait. Instead, it's, uh, it's something that can be approved, improved upon through hard work and, 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 you know, practice. So, um, I think when you, when you maintain that mindset, um, it really helps to, to work through stuff. So um, it's something that we, we talk about a lot. Um, we try to stick to process. We, we, uh, we focus on process. And, you know, if you, if, you, if you focus too much on results, you kind of lose track of the process. So I think it's really helped, uh, you know, with our team and with, within, my, uh, uh, within my experiences as, as a father. So, yeah. Um... I didn't read any book on the growth mindset, but um, once an athlete is, is a nonprofit or we have the application pending for nonprofit and we have mm-hmm. a mentorship program that um, I'm currently piloting with a mentee right now. And we just did a, uh, our meeting recently was about the growth mindset and um, we watched a video about the growth mindset and we talked about it and it was, um, my understanding of the growth mindset versus fixed mindset is a, is the growth mindset is where you think, well, I can't do this, but then add yet to it. Um, or like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, exactly. 
I must have, like, uh, the example in the video that we watched for the mentorship program was, um, it's the praise that you give someone is, you must be really smart at this, or you must be really good at this, is a fixed praise, and um, a growth praise example would be, you must have worked really hard at this. Mm-hmm. Um so I think there's a lot that goes into the growth mindset and um, it, it works for the process. Exactly. And, and I think one of the things that I really learned or picked up on from the book is as a, as a coach, as a parent, as a mentor, um, by the way that you, you message things to your student athletes, um, you can put them into a growth mindset or you can put them into a fixed mindset. So it's super important uh, that you message things the right way. Um, and that's one thing that I really learned and, and I've carried over into uh, parenting and, and, uh, and certainly, uh, you know, certainly I, I stub my toe with that a little bit sometimes because, you know, I'm still learning, but um, for the most part, I think that it's been good for our student athletes. I think they've, um, transitioned, uh, in some cases from a fixed mindset into more of a growth mindset, um, during their four years. So I'm pretty proud of that and and just want to keep that rolling. Yes. It's really, it's a really good thing to implement in your program and in life and in anything. Um, so moving on to another thing that you mentioned to me in our phone call before was, um, Modita, uh, something that um, Alabama softball does. So what is Modita Mm -hmm. and how do you implement that in your coaching? Yeah, so um, Coach Murphy, um, who I believe is still at University of Alabama, he might have moved on, but, um, you know, he's, I've heard him speak before uh, at uh, conventions and and he's, he goes to a lot of baseball conventions, even though he's a softball coach and uh, but really bright coach, really, really good coach. One of the best coaches in the, in the country. Um, and he's, uh, he's used a, um, he's used a, uh, a concept called Mudita w- within his program. Um, and it's a, it's a Buddhist term uh, that basically what it means is, is, is vicarious joy um, or, you know, teammates successes um and so we tried to um are celebrating others successes so we've tried to kind of take that concept uh into our program um so that you know i think it's human nature to you know to have it have a little bit of an ego and and uh, to you know really want to achieve certain things for yourself but uh, I think it's easy to lose sight of the fact that this is a team game and, uh, you know, it's, it helps to, to build that team chemistry. If your teammates and your coaches know that, uh, you know, your teammates are pulling for you, you know, so it's been a real good, um, good thing for our program. Um, just a real positive thing for our dugout and, uh, you know, the guys in our, uh, on our team have really embraced that. So when one of our guys, um, one of our student athletes, um, you know, gets a hit or has a big moment, 
um, then, you know, our dugout is celebrating that. I mean, they're going, going crazy and um, getting excited for, for that player, for that person, um, because they know how, how hard he worked. You know, they know how much time he put in um, to, to achieve that success on the field. So um, it's been a real good culture building thing for our program. It's something that we, we definitely uh, uh, talk about a lot. Um, is just to, you know, it's one of those things where if you, if you want to promote a growth mindset and mudita and work ethic and stuff like that, you, you gotta, you gotta talk about it, you know? So we talk about it often. Um, we try to honor, um, players, uh, when they, when they show these qualities, um, you know, either in the dugout or on the field or in the clubhouse, we, we make a point of pointing it out to the entire group so that, um, you know, so that, you know, other players are encouraged to behave that way and, and create that culture. Just so it's, it's been really good and um, just trying to keep it rolling, you know, so it's, uh, it's kind of fun to, to see a dugout with so much energy celebrating, um, you know, one player's personal individual success. So yeah, uh, it's been, it's been pretty cool. I think it's super important to um, implement Mudita, the concept of Mudita, because getting excited for other people's successes, that's what you want for yourself. And that's what you want for your teammates. Like you Mm -hmm. need to celebrate the small things and not only like, not only be up when you have to be like, be up all the time. Mm -hmm. I think it's super important to, um, be mentioning that so thank you for that and uh, absolutely along those lines so you've won coach of the year multiple on multiple platforms so how do you make sure you have a championship team and be a coach who is a great leader uh i i think i'm not to me it's just trying to stay focused on the process and um trying to create a great experience for our student athletes every year um and every year is a new, a new season, a new year, a new group of players, a new locker room, a new chemistry. Um, so just trying to recreate that culture um, every year. And this season upcoming uh, is, a, is a real interesting challenge for us um, because over the last two years, we've graduated, you know, quite a few of our, our leaders in the clubhouse. Um, and so recruiting-wise and culture, culturally, um, you know, recognizing that, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, we've really tried to double down on, on work ethic, on growth mindset, on uh, integrity, um, and really tried to bring in an excellent group of freshmen and transfer students that fit that, uh, fit that model, I guess. And because we've seen how successful um, a great culture can can be for you you know we've seen that the last two years so we're trying to recreate that with a whole new group of players and and we're really excited about that challenge you know Um, we return quite a few of our top pitchers and some of them are are great leaders Um, but on on the position player side we've graduated quite a few of our um, clubhouse leaders over the last two two years so it's going to be a new group of leaders, a new group of players, and we're super excited for the challenge. Uh, but nothing, nothing is guaranteed. You know, it's it's yeah. just because we were good the last two years. Um, 
doesn't doesn't guarantee anything you know there's a yeah there's a there's a price to pay if you want to be a champion and and I think this next group of players starting in the fall is going to have to pay that price if they want to get there so um we'll we'll see um but really excited about the new group and looking forward to the challenge of trying to recreate that culture yeah every year it's a brand new team um no doubt no doubt Sounds like you lead a group of leaders through the growth mindset and Mudita and everything else that you do. What's... Well, th- thank you. Yeah, I try to and try to just be a servant leader and help them develop and do what we can to provide a great experience for our student athletes. That's great. That's really great. So uh, my next question is coaches make a huge impact on young players' lives. So what has been one of your favorite moments as a coach? um gosh there's been so many um you know it's easy to say uh seeing our team dogpile on the field um back-to-back years um you know I think some of the some of the more um memorable experiences have been you know with players that have had to deal with some sort of adversity um and then overcome it um, maybe at one point in their career, you know, we, we had a kid who, um, came to us as a freshman and, uh, he came from a really small high school, um, and, and we cut him. Um, he didn't make our team as a, as a true freshman. Uh, so he decided to run track and he, and he, um, he ran track. He was one of the top sprinters in the Northwest conference, uh, his freshman year, uh, but he loves, he loved baseball. He loves baseball. And so he wanted to come back out um, for the team. And uh, so he came back out as a sophomore, made the team, played for us his sophomore year, mostly on the JV team. Um, and then as a junior, uh, improved quite a bit, um, was starting to figure some stuff out, um, you know, <laughs> kind of in the spirit of the growth mindset, really developed. Um, and then... Uh, was in a position to start some games and, and he actually got his first start uh, against uh, Pacific Lutheran up in, up in Tacoma Parkland area. Um, got a late first at bat, hit lead off, laid a bunt down and then really stretched out uh, to try to be safe at first base. And he ruptured his uh, patella tendon in his knee. And uh, so just really sad, you know I mean? This kid had been cut, finally made the team, worked his way up into uh, a significant role, uh, and then ruptured his 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 patella, you know. Yeah, so um, missed his junior year, um, worked his tail off, had surgery, worked his tail off, came back as a senior, and uh, started off the se- season as kind of a pinch runner. Um, you know, could really run. Um, and then next thing you know, he's he's a part-time starter, um, and then all of a sudden he's leading our team uh, <clears throat> to a, a conference tournament win. Um, you know, we won the tournament and I think he hit like 500 in the tournament. Um, I think he had 18 or 19 stolen bases. This season. So, I mean, those are the types of things that you remember as a coach is the kids that come in and have to really work their tail off to, to achieve uh, to achieve something, you know, and so really proud of, 
of, of that student athlete. And, and just, there's been so many different um, examples of, you know, kids that have come in and, and overcome some things. You know, we had a, we had a kid who had the yips, you know, a few years back and yeah. uh, was throwing balls, you know, halfway up the backstop, you know, as a pitcher. And so trying to help him kind of work through that um, uh, just, you know, I think those are the things that you remember as um, you know, every time I walk through our little trophy room and I look over and I see um, I'm remember those, those teams, you know, and those players and um, kind of the, the price that they paid uh, to achieve those goals. And, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's been in 20 years, you know, <laughs> over 750 games. I mean, there's been a lot of, a lot of highs and lows, but um, those are some of the, some of the highs for sure. Yeah. That story um, is really cool. Like watching that athlete go over a four year period um, and end up leading the team in the championship. That's, that's a really cool story. Yeah. I'm super proud of him. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. Like, such a great memory for him you know he he started um regional this year uh you know both games in center field for um would have never have thought i mean the kid the kid came in as a skinny um shortstop with really raw ability you know and ended up as a senior um getting lead off for us and playing center field and you know, being one of our leaders. So just, just pretty cool, pretty cool moment or pretty yeah. cool uh, four years, I guess. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool process. And yeah. uh, seeing, seeing the end like that be super rewarding, must be rewarding for the athlete and as a coach um, leading him. Um, so on to my next question. Um, how has being a father impacted the way that you coach college baseball? Uh, more than I can <laughs> explain in words. I mean, it's it's been a game changer for me. Um, another <laughs> another human being that you're responsible for, and uh, you know you're responsible for their development. Um, you really have you really learn um, a lot about uh, you know how to mentor and how to coach and how to raise. Uh, kids and so I think it's really helped me um, you know I'm not I'm not a times and you know probably um, hard on him at times but it's it's definitely helped me kind of see things from a little different I also uh, lately my son is 11 he's playing little league and I'm starting to see things even even a little my son's battling for playing time, you know, I'm starting to see things from a little bit more from what the coach uh, is dealing with and, and, you know, what, you know, I'm, I'm always on the other side of the lineup and now I'm the parent, you know, so I'm starting to see things a little differently. So, you know, all that perspective just makes you a, a better, uh, better coach, I think, and, um, or a more experienced coach. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been good. I, I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I know it all or, or anything like that. I got a lot to learn. Um, 
but definitely being a dad uh, has shaped me into being a better coach. So um, it's been, it's been a really fun experience and, you know, my son's 11. So I figure we got another, you know, 10 years or so. (laughs) So just going to try to try to experience, try to, you know, really soak it all in and really enjoy, enjoy the next 10 years and yeah. try to be there for him and be the best, uh, best supportive dad I can be. So Yeah. And um, that, and with like, you mentioned you spend all your free time with your family. How do you make sure you have a work-life balance? Yeah, that's, that's a challenge. Um, you know, I think you have to, you have to just be intentional about setting time aside for your family, you know, um, turn your phone off, um, you know, really engage with your, with your, you know, your, your, your kids and and your wife or your significant others. Um, So it's, it's been, uh, it's been a challenge, you know, I I think for about four and a half, five months, um, you know, I'm not around very much, you know, Uh, I see him in the mornings. um, But then I, I usually get home, uh, you know, after he's asleep. So it's, it's been a challenge, but Luckily, uh, you know, through the pandemic, my wife's been able to work from home and be really present for, for him, for my son. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, I don't have any secrets, just taking it day by day, you know, and trying to, trying to be there for him. This summer has been really good. Um, been able to, uh, be a little bit more involved in his baseball and, and chasing him around, um, watching him play. He's, he's doing a little league all-star right now so I was at his game last night and I'm going to go to his game today um and and just trying to you know help him uh through the game and as much as I can but he snowboards too so my wife takes him up on weekends when I'm usually coaching (laughs) so it's been uh it's been good it's been really good yeah and it it's a good spot to be for snowboarding with Mount Hood and um all the mountains over there yeah, but I, I wish I could make more time. That's for sure. Sometimes I definitely feel guilty when, you know, it's been multiple weeks and I haven't spent much time with my kid, but. Um, but it is possible. Like, yeah, I feel like you're, you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The reason I like to ask that question is because people take that into consideration if they want to, like, do I want to be a coach? They think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big time commitment, you know, and, uh, you know, you sacrifice a lot as a coach, um, I think, in terms of your, your family and your personal life, but trying to find, um, luckily, I have my wife is very, uh, she's a great mom, um, and just makes a lot of sacrifices in her, her life and her free time. Um, for the fact that I'm gone, yeah, I think you need a special spouse in your, you know, you need you know, to, to, to cover you, cover you a little while, you know, so, um, yeah. so luckily she, she gets it, um, but it's definitely, she's usually after the season, uh, my wife is, is pretty gassed, you know. Uh, just like I am, she's tired as well. So, um, you know, she she uh, makes a lot of sacrifices. Like I said, driving him from practice to practice to school to practice to, you know, just all over the place. So, 
yeah. um, try to make up for it when I can, but, um, you know, it's try to just make the, the time that I am with him, you know, as, uh, try to be as present as I can when I, when, when I do have the ability to spend some time with him. So, yeah. Um, so do you have anything else to add? Not really. No, I appreciate having me on and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's always good to talk about development and growth. And, and, uh, if you ever, uh, you know, would like to have me on in the future, I would love to do it. So thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete and Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew. If you missed the last podcast, our guest was sport mental performance coach, Crystal Vasquez. In that episode, we talked about how she uses her bilingual skills to give back to her Hispanic community in her work as a sport mental performance coach. Up next, we'll have Brooke Bukowski as our guest on the podcast. In that episode, we will be talking about her experience as a dual athlete in college, going straight into coaching after college, and her podcast, After the Athlete. Become a supporter of Once an Athlete by making a donation at onceanathlete.com donate. So far, we have shared the stories of 34 current and former athletes, and we are currently piloting a new mentorship program coming soon. <laughs>